Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi, everyone. Thanks for dropping in. My name is Kristen Ashley, and this is The Division, Fightful's podcast dedicated to women's wrestling. Bi-weekly, I'll be joined by a rotating pool of panelists to discuss women's wrestling news, matches, debate topics, and with interviews and exclusives, hopefully in the near future. Uh, today, I have two wonderful panelists with me for the very first episode of The Division. First, you know him from his recaps and predictions on Fightful, as well as his YouTube channel named after himself. Warren Hayes. How are you, Warren? I'm doing really good, Kristen. Thank you very much for having me as your panelist on your first show. I appreciate that. You're so welcome. Uh, My second panelist is an editor at Daily DDT and, uh, frankly, is a really strong force within uh, the wrestling community, Joe Soriano. How are you today, Joe? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on (laughs) and for the kind words. (laughs) I really like the fact, I like the fact, like, you know, you know, Warren, he talks about wrestling on his YouTube channel and that's pretty much it. But Joe, he's a force, right? Like he's a force <laughs> in the wrestling community. I have no outstanding qualities. Thank you, Chris. Oh, Warren is full of outstanding qualities. He is on our computer screens like at least four times a week. But Joe is behind the scenes editing all these pieces that are making huge waves. And I'm working with him. Uh, through Diva Dirt, and we're, he, he's definitely a force in the women's wrestling community. We're going to build an empire. Uh, for, this, for this episode, we're going to discuss a few news stories that have taken over uh, the wrestling community this past week. And then we're going to dive into uh, a few important matches we've seen over the last week, um, and then maybe those that are coming up. This episode will be uh, the only episode until Royal Rumble. After Royal Rumble will be the next one. So we're going to talk about that coming up as well. Um, let's just go ahead and dive right in. Uh, our first news story, uh, it's everywhere, and that's the All Elite Wrestling promotion just got started. Uh, Tuesday, they had their rally, or a press conference, if you prefer. Brandy uh, Rhodes, prior to the rally, had actually messaged Diva Dirt and had said, I want women's wrestling sites to be there and to be watching because we're going to be announcing some big stuff for women's wrestling. So we knew ahead of time that 
that there was going to be some good stuff. Um, and so at the rally itself, she, she showed up and she talked about, uh, first off, equal pay. And so she said there's no sliding scale. And that's equal pay as in like two people come in and if they have equal talent and equal experience, they have equal pay regardless of gender. Um, she talked about speaking with uh, different Japanese promotions. She didn't really specify which talent or promotions yet, but um, I'm sure we can guess on some of those. And then we also learned about some signees. Britt Baker came out and talked. Um, and then Penelope Ford showed up with Joey. Uh, and they she didn't talk, unfortunately, but they did show up together. So, I mean, there's a lot of important questions that still need to be asked. But, um, you know, I'm really excited about this stuff. What do you... Joe, what do you think about like equal pay? What, what do you think about that? Do you think it's going to be like a driving force? Do you think it's going to change other promotions and how they pay their women? Uh, it, it's such a great question because it really sparks so many debates online. I, I mean, first of all, like the equal pay, it's such an important statement to at least make it like the fact that they announce their promotion and they at least went out of the way to say that is important because most other wrestling promotions just turn a blind eye to it. And especially big for WWE fans, when we look at like the list of how much money wrestlers make and you see the, the difference, it's just shocking, like how much the men make and how much the women make. And these are, you know, women fighting for like the Raw Women's Championship, the SmackDown Women's Championship. And, you know, they're, they're making like 10 times less than some of the men. It's just, it's, it's appalling. Um, so having all elite wrestling, if they really you know, go out of their way to raise the salary floor for women's wrestlers. That's going to make them not only more attractive to wrestlers outside of, you know, WWE and AEW and, you know, all over the world. Wrestlers in WWE can go to the bargaining table and be like, okay, WWE, if you don't pay me fairly, I'll go over there because I know that they're going to take me more seriously and they're not going to have this sliding scale. Mm -hmm. But I, I would say one thing, though... I, I'm a bit like conscientious of is, um, you know, opportunity because the, the gender wage gap doesn't just exist because people go out of their way to pay women less. It's also because they, whether purposefully or not purposefully restrict the amount of opportunities women get in various fields, but especially in wrestling, you know, there's more titles for the more titles for the men. They get the main events usually. Um, you know, all sorts of things that would lead to women maybe being seen as less of draws or getting less money. It's not because they're not as good. It's because the promotion doesn't care as much about them. And All In was an example of that. Honestly, they just had one women's match and it wasn't a singles match either. And so I think that All Elite Wrestling has to think about that too. They can't just, you know, talk the talk. They actually have to make sure they're they're doing something where they're not just saying, oh, we're going to have equal pay, but they're actually putting like the, the structure in place where that can happen. Right. Uh, you know, cause it's one, uh, you're absolutely right, Joe. There's one, you know, it's one thing to say we're going to have equal, equal, uh, equal pay. But if there's just like four women in the entire promotion, you know, it, 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 it doesn't make it quite as, uh, quite as exciting. Um, <clears throat> but I mean, it is a step in, in, in the, in the right direction. It'll be interesting to see how how far this goes, but I, I mean, it's it's unprecedented at this point that uh, that the, um, the uh, that the entrant uh, entry level pay will be exactly the same for everyone, and it just goes to show to me 
this is really something that I've talked about a lot last year when thinking about everything that Cody and the Bucks did is in regards to All In. They not only do they have that they are these are the guys who currently do have their fingers on the pulse of the wrestling community the most, mm-hmm. but they also understand how to create a groundswell of discussion around their product. And this is something that they were able to do with all with um, with all in. And they're doing it again with all these uh, fantastic talking points during the rally. Just the fact that they decided to do a rally as opposed to doing a press conference, which was what probably what most promotions would have done anyway. They did a rally. They went and said, yeah, you know, this is for everyone. It's the grassroots aspect of it that uh, that they're really putting forward here. And they've heard and been a part of these discussions uh, regarding, regarding the pay of uh, women in wrestling. And again, this is them responding to stuff that that they know that most uh, or that they've seen anyway, that most wrestling fans uh, care about. They wanted to to address that. And I think it's fantastic on that level as well. Yeah. And, you know, the rally itself was I mean, it was full gimmick almost, you know, and it had like it had this like 80s feel to it. And it was fun. And I know there was some discussion about disappointment that there weren't more surprises and and everything but i think what they're doing with the press is like perfect you know and i'm not kidding when brandy reached out to us first and said hey come to this because we're talking about women's wrestling it's really important to us like they're reaching out to the press in ways that you know like i can't it's so hard to get a hold of wwe (laughs) there are some promotions that it's almost impossible to get a hold of Whereas the press people for AEW and, and, you know, the chief brand officer herself is out there reaching people and saying, hey, tune in, listen to us. And, you know, the buzz was created almost, it felt at least organically, but it was because it started with just a few little nudges. Um, and, you know, by them doing it with their being elite and, and, and really pressing forward on it, like they did it perfectly. And, you know, with the equal pay, you know, like Joe touched on it, the important thing here is that, like, in other promotions, you know, when you're paying a wrestler more money, you want to put him in those bigger matches because you're investing more money into that person. So this then, it, it levels the playing field yep. for, for equal experience. So it's not, you know, well, the, we're paying the men more, so we're pushing them more. It's we're paying everybody at that level the same. So now we can start pushing them in the same manner. And so... I would hope at least we'd see more women in those main events and women, you know, doing bigger things that they're not getting a chance to do because they're not being invested in properly. And it's uh, weird. It's Sorry. And it's weird. And, you know, because right now you feel like on in WWE, you sort of feel like they're starting to put a lot of faith in, in Becky Lynch. Like she's mm-hmm. turned into a wrestler not just a women's wrestler, but a wrestler around whom you could build your promotion around. You could even argue the same thing regarding Tessa Blanchard and Impact. There's really no other... I mean, feel free to jump in here and, and plant me against the wall, but there's there's really no other wrestler, male or female, that has the the star power and the talent and the uh, 
the aura that Blanchard has right now, they should be building the promotion entirely around her, not just the women's division, but the entire promotion around this woman. You know what I mean? I don't know what you guys think of that, but. Joe, what do you think about it? I think that's a great point. Um, Tessa Blanchard feels like the biggest star on Impact. And honestly, part of that, though, is because Rosemary hasn't really been there. Right, 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 right. right. Rosemary was the top star before, which is, which really only furthers your point, though, because, you know, you, you can build a promotion around one person, but you can also build a promotion around, like, a, a rivalry or, like, a feud or, like, a, a big storyline centered around that one person at the top. And Impact can do that with Tessa, Rosemary, Allie, Jordan, Grace. And I think, you know, if we refer this back to, like, the gender pay gap, right? If you have, like, so many women at the top in that main event scene and you have that one central character you're building promotion around, shouldn't that raise the bar for everyone, right? Right. I completely Um, agree. Yeah, and, you know, and besides equal pay, you know, we saw the signees. We heard they're talking to other people. So then the question becomes, who are they talking to? I mean, those are questions (laughs) that are not going to be answered anytime soon. But we're talking about Japanese promotion. They have to be at stardom. So, I mean, who are they grabbing from them? I mean, who do you guys think that they're possibly talking to right now? Who do you, or who do you want them to have meetings with right now? Well, I mean, I think they don't have much of a choice to be talking with the Japanese promotions because right now, at least in North America, or at least in North America right now, the 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 um, the indie women's wrestling pool, wrestler pool, is thinning out tremendously right now you know with impact grabbing some people wwe still making a push uh you know and then like you know yeah they signed Britt baker and penelope ford who i love (laughs) i am so happy um like honestly who else is 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 left in in like as a top name in the uh you know I was going to say Ivelisse, but then again, you know, she's not not North American, is she? She's not established in North America. Thunder Rosa, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, who we've seen on um, on Lucha Underground, and you know, she 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 moves around quite a bit. But I mean, they they don't have much of a choice, I don't think, to to look overseas because right now in North America, at least the, for the big names, it's uh, it's thinning out pretty quickly. Well, I know I could probably speak for Joe here, too. I think Kylie Ray needs to be snatched up, like, yesterday. And her and Britt Baker are really close friends, and, you know, they have this, like, they, they haven't fought each other yet, and they really want to. And so why would why would you not scoop up Kylie Ray? I mean, she's just on fire. I don't know how many titles she's holding right now, but it's insane. Um, so last, last little, I guess, question here for, for all elite wrestling is, you know, I looked up some stuff and I've, I've been talking to some people and Brandy Rhodes herself has done some intergender wrestling. And I feel like that's the next step in, in wrestling besides equal pay for women is intergender. And, you know, I, I've talked to a few wrestlers about it. I'm trying to compile um, an article on their thoughts as well as men's thoughts who have fought them. Um, I mean, do you think that they need that? in this promotion to be successful because, you know, you have Penelope Ford who's already with Joey. I hope she wouldn't just be a valet. Um, you know, do you think that they should incorporate that? And then do you think 
should they have titles they share that women or men could get? What do you think, Joe? I'm I'm all for it. I mean, I'm all for intergender wrestling and and even intergender championship in AEW down the road. And I'm certainly all for women going after uh, championships that men hold. I mean, it, it was just yeah. awesome right when China won the IC title. And I mean, Mickey James, like a recent interview, like said that she'd like to see that kind of thing happening again in WWE. I mean, one thing like with intergender wrestling is like everyone's always worried about oh the sponsorships this and that, but then when it actually happens. No one really complains. Like the mixed match of Ronda Rousey, Kurt Angle, 70 Man Triple H won at WrestleMania, right? No one complained. That was awesome. So I think what AEW can do is just like not have it at first. You know what I mean? So like networks don't get like cold feet or something because they're like apparently like they have a hard time trusting wrestling promotions like TNT or whatever. So just don't like say anything about it and then slowly build into the product and then it gets accepted and you just kind of grandfathered in and everyone thinks it's awesome because why wouldn't they you know what i mean so sneak it in the back door is what you're trying to say yeah and i mean what are they going to do about it it's going to be popular <laughs> there's not going to be any problem with it like if you know how to book it right and i mean they they should know how to book it right i mean if you like if you don't book intergender wrestling right that's on you for like basically like being either an idiot or a bigot if you can't book intergender wrestling right because so many people like it when it's well done so just go for it like i really I like that. Uh, I like that a lot. And you know, I'll wrap this topic up. But but basically, Kylie Ray, when I had asked her about it, said, "It's you know, be smart about it." And most, I mean, ninety nine percent of fans now know. Hello, like we're not really beating on each other. This is practice. This is yeah. entertainment. And her her thoughts were because she's fought GPA, who was her friend, and she's fought him a lot. And her thoughts were, if I have the same build. In approximately the same weight as a man there should be no reason why i can't fight that man you know if, if the guy weighs 100 pounds more than her then yeah that's a problem or if you're looking at these old spots where dudes are like hitting women with folding chairs and they clearly like tower over them and outweigh them yeah that sends the wrong message but but if they're approximately the same size well then why not and and they're doing like rolling around and, and they're not like punching each other you know like they're doing um a, a fight style that doesn't look so aggressive so i hopefully hopefully all elite will step into that because i think it's really important to um and just quickly yeah this was something that i was that i was kind of expecting and that i'm still semi expecting if aew really wants to set itself apart and give itself really like a a striking difference to everything else that's offered right now in wrestling as a big time promotion. If you know, I'm doing air quotes when I say big time, mm -hmm. um, you go right ahead and you do intergender, intergender wrestling and you don't even have a women's division. You know what I mean? You just, mm -hmm. everyone just mixes it up. You don't have an intergender belt. You just have the world title and everyone goes for it. And is, is the, is the, equal pay thing a a a, a, a um uh a, 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 i want i want to say harbinger but harbinger is <laughs> kind of has a negative con uh yeah. a, a, a context but is it is it like a a cue to that maybe happening you know since yeah. since everyone is vying for the same titles the same prizes the same spots why are we just going to run with it and i really think AEW could benefit from doing that they'd get so much support but then at the same time, you know, uh, I think, you know, mainstream media being what it is, 
it's going to jump all over them. And vilification is very, very easy when you don't understand something. Right. Well, and, you know, I have uh, a phone interview with her tomorrow. So I've got a list of questions that she may or may not be able to answer. I don't know um, if she can get into any specifics, but we'll certainly find that out. And I will be posting it right away, the answers. So everyone's got their stuff. Um, we'll roll on to the next news story here. Uh, so Thursday, there was a women's of women of wrestling conference in QA. Uh, wow. So the the original Glow creator David McLean and then Jeannie Boost Bus, excuse me, who is the uh, the owner of the Lakers, but she's also been in sports her whole life. Um, they have created Wow, and they're going to put it on uh, Access TV. Friday night fights. So it's the only national televised all female pro wrestling show. Um, and so we got a QA uh, call. There was like a conference call with me and um, I'll be honest. I was the only woman journal journalist on that call. Like it That's kind of weird. Yeah. It was confirmed by one of the PR people. I wasn't sure, but it was all men. And the, I mean, there was from like high up like places like ESPN and the Miami Herald and all these places that, like man you don't have any women on your <laughs> i mean it's terrible to say because everybody's opinions count and that's why i have two men on this first show right here it's because everyone's opinions count but it just seemed really weird to me um but i got to ask some really cool questions uh and i, I managed to scoot in three questions um my first one was you know looking back at their their audience they had which was true of all wrestling the majority of it is male and so my question goes, okay, well, if you want to empower women, then how do you cater to a female audience? Um, and, you know, and their, their answer to me was all over the map. They didn't have like, we're going to do this, this, and this. But you could tell that it was like, it was in their heads that that was like a thing they were going to have to do because they were really quick on answering it. And then all three of them were really quick on responding to it. And, uh, they, you know, they said, we're doing it correctly. Um, because they're making it about females 24-7 for women full-time. And then they said, uh, Jeannie said that there's a failure in the country in regards to women's sports because there's no place to showcase talent. So these these girls are, you know, women are, are graduating college from, like, scholarships, and then they have no place to go with with that talent that they have. And so a lot of the women that you'll see in wrestling come from a big variety of backgrounds, because there is no national stage for them to be on for whatever sport they were in. Um, they talked about their tailoring to a family audience so that that will automatically bring in more women and that they're building better story. This is my favorite part, B building better storylines than the damsel in distress. And that's a quote. Mm -hmm. And that's like, oh, that's so awesome. Cause when we look at like <laughs> SmackDown, I can't even watch SmackDown anymore properly because of that Mandy Rose storyline, I'm going to steal your husband. It's so pathetic to me, frankly, and I'm just grossed out by it. And I, I know that these women are smarter than that and they're more talented than that. And so I guess my question to you guys is, you know, how would you cater to a female audience? And then what does these better storylines look like? Joe. Joe. <laughs> Joe, talk Joe. <laughs> Um, I mean, Kristen, I think you could definitely answer this question better than, <laughs> right? I mean, how to cater to female audience. Cause to me, I would just say, just put on some 
really good wrestling, show how badass these athletes are, how good they are in the ring, how good they are with promos, just how awesome they are. Let them go out there and, and the fans will come, you know, and, and especially if you have women writing, you know, the characters writing the show, you run less of a risk of having these, you know, offensive storylines we see in other promotions like WWE, like, like the, you know, kind of low, you know, not, not, not even low key, like the kind of racist, um, steal your husband's storyline with Manny Rose, Naomi, and all the other stuff that's been happening, right? You have better people writing the shows, women writing the shows. You, you run less of that risk. And, and, I, and I don't even think it's a question of, you know, how do you better cater to women? How do you just better cater to your audience, period? Because mm-hmm. I think in that aspect, if you do decide to just give the women this wrestling storylines where they're – you know, angry or get into feuds because of wrestling stuff. I think people will just naturally gravitate to that, whether they're men or women, because here we are, we're two guys sitting around, you know, you and I, Joe, not Kristen, but we're two <laughs> guys sitting around and we watch wrestling and then, and you know, stuff like Mandy Rose happens or earlier this year, the, the Alexa bliss and, and, um, uh, and Nia Jax feud, you know, where they, started you know talking about you know where it was very high school mean girlish stuff you know and you're like why aren't they just really really mad at each other and get into a blood feud because they just hate each other this is one of the things i really like about what they're doing with charlotte and becky that it's not it's not something about ooh you stole my tiara or you know it's it's just they're two friends one of them got really fed up of the other one always being in in her spotlight and decided to do something about it now they just can't stand each other you know that that for as much as the mandy rose thing is a bummer their main women's feud and arguably you know the main feud on <laughs> in w, wwe right now is much is much more to a it's much closer to or is actually it's not even much closer it is a classic wrestling feud that we can get invested in because we understand the characters we understand the development so i i really do think that if wow decide to go that road it won't just like it won't just be catering to women it'll just be catering to wrestling fans that's what wrestling fans want just to have a great athletic competition great stories uh, that accompany them with characters in feud slash storylines that we can believe in that we can get behind right and you know it kind of leads into my the next question i asked you know i don't know if you guys ever watch glow like and and know anything about glow or even the original wow characters because they've been around for a little while um they tend to be a little campy and actually was going to be one of my questions was whether or not they're going to keep that campy feel to it um, and David had actually said, no, it's going to be less campy. We're going to focus more on the sports part of it um, and the actual wrestling, which is awesome. But they have on their site, they say they have 35 women on their roster. I mean, that's a huge wow. roster. And they have one championship right now. So my next question to him was then, do you reinstate the tag team championships? Because they did have them I mean, like three years ago and they're vacant. And his answer was they have two teams right now that they think that could be, you know, a part of that division. And they're talking to Sue Young and trying to come up with somebody for her. 
for a third team in the future, but that he wants to have it, he wants to have it happen authentically and organically. Um, I had asked him, "Do you put in more titles?" And he said, "No, because he wants he wants one because that's what they're going for, and then it's going to be like the title. Um, he thinks it's going to cause more feuds, that sort of thing." Um, I I'm excited for this because I, the fact that it's going to be televised. And if they do then bring those tag teams in, like, will that prompt WWE? Well, will that, I mean, they've said they're going to do it, but where is it? You know, and granted, it's only January. I'm getting a little impatient, but like, where do you put it in then? And is it going to prompt other places to, because it's a televised show, you know, to start doing it more? I mean, like, what do you think? Warren, what do you think about the tag team championships and, and will it like roll down the hill? Well, I'm going to be honest. Like, I I didn't realize that they were that they were announced that they had announced 35 women on yeah. their roster. That's that's huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a lot of bodies right there to begin with, uh, which is great. But from what I understood, is that the the initial run of Wow was going to be like for eight episodes, I think, yep, something like episodes. that. Mm-hmm. Uh I really think that they need to just focus on building their stars before bringing in any kind of new belts. If their first season is going to be only eight episodes with 35 women, like (laughs) mathematically, that's mathematically, you know, you could just, uh, you, 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 you could just put uh, each of these, uh, each of these women in singles matches and, and you'd have your eight episodes all filled up in a flash, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and you might even maybe leaving a couple of people behind. That's crazy. Um, I don't know. Like I'm not. I am not a big proponent of too many belts. You know, mm-hmm. uh, because I think you know there there's a problem with that. If you look at you know, if you look at New Japan right now, you know there's you know the Wrestle Kingdom was all about were all title matches except for one. Then at some point you're like, well, you know, which title do I care about? I do. Do I really have to care about all the titles because a lot of them feel like I don't feel like they don't matter all that much. Um, and it, I, I, you know, I think eventually adding in some tag titles is a good idea. I don't think it'll have any incidents on what WWE does. Uh, on, you know, honestly, I think WWE has probably had uh is probably a little more concerned with what's happening with uh with New Japan Ring of Honor and AEW than than wow right now that just secured a, mm-hmm. a a deal on access for 8 episodes and and as as a guy living in Canada we don't get access <laughs> so it's like you know i think for them mm-hmm. it's it's you know it's not even a blip on the radar for them right now so i think WWE whatever their plans are they'll go ahead with it but i really think that the uh, that the wow folks I, with eight episodes, let's build up uh, Santana Garrett, like, and and Tessa Blanchard, which is probably their top feud, straight mm-hmm. off the bat. Let's build that up before trying to toss in any more belts. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. 
all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Right. And and they did touch on uh, talent sharing because that was my third question. And they talked about, you know, Tessa, obviously from Impact is their biggest, <clears throat> their biggest draw right now, but they also have Kira Hogan. Uh, they've, They've got Jessica Havoc, Amber O'Neill, all that good stuff. Um, but I'll, I'll go ahead and, and wrap up that then to get to the third news story, uh, which sort of brings in all elite again. But so it's been announced uh, that Viper is going to WWE. <clears throat> so she apparently, I mean, I'm not sure if this is confirmed or not yet, to be honest, but she's had offers from WWE to go to NXT specifically, and then also AEW, and that she she ended up signing with with NXT. Um, there's also rumors as well as Kaylee Ray going to NXT. Uh, well, she's in the audience in NXT UK. So now that becomes a little bit more believable. Um, so my question, I guess, then for like, let's Joe, what do you, what do you think? Do you think this is motivated by all elite? Do you think that they're like snatching up all of these talents because of it? I mean, it, it would make sense, right? Like they, they see the competition and they want to sign the top, women's wrestlers in the world, so AEW can't build that great women's division to compete with them. And I also think part of it, too, I mean, I don't know if there's a difference between, like, the report that Dave Meltzer had about Viper going to NXT, if there's a difference between NXT and NXT UK. Because when, you know, I saw Kaylee Ray and Jay-Z Gabera in the audience, I was like, wow, you know, they might be really serious about building a strong NXT UK women's division because they have a lot of talent there, like with Charlie Morgan and Nina Samuels and Tony Storm and Ginny. And a lot of those wrestlers are wrestlers we don't see on TV much. And they don't get much of a chance to wrestle these long, great matches they're capable of. But then when you bring in Kaylee Ray, maybe Viper or Jazzy Gabbert, you might think, oh, it saturates the roster a little bit, but it also elevates everyone because of the star power that they have and what they can do in the ring. And I, I see part as, yeah, you know, them competing with the other promotions. But then also part of it is like, I feel like they want to, you know, raise the bar of what they have in NXT UK. Right. And I mean, Viper and Kaylee Ray, like that's how you do it. Um, you know, you, okay. So then let's assume that Viper goes to NXT. So Warren, who do you think she then, like, who do they pair her with? I mean, I know there's some build where they got to like train her pretty much in the live shows, but then when she gets to those tapings, who do you see her against? Where would she fit? Where she would, yeah, I mean, as a straight-up contender for Tony Storm's belt, are you kidding me? The newly minted women's champion, she'd be fantastic. You know, you kind of wish that they would bring in. Is this how? Is it Jay Z Gaber that is is how her name is pronounced? Jazzy. Is it Jazzy or Jay Z? Joe, how did you pronounce it? Uh, Jazzy Gaber. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I thought. It was, I misunderstood. Okay. Like I was like, I think Joe pronounced it like Jay Z, and I was like, "Wow, okay." Has, have I, has does she have an inflection on it that I that I was unaware of? Because I've been calling her Jazzy, just like you know. I think it's jazz. She's German, so I think it's just Jazzy. But he would know, right, Joe? You're German, right? Or you speak German? Or you lived in Germany? I lived right? in Germany. Yeah. Yeah, I lived in Germany. So. 
<laughs> he would know way before I do. Okay, well, but. me too. That's why I was uh, I was taken aback when I heard. But <laughs> but yes, and then and then if they did bring in like uh, Jazzy, that'd be fantastic. Are you kidding me? The the two of them. But but um, uh, Viper Piper Niven would be a uh, a huge get for the uh, for the NXT UK Women's Division um, because right now <clears throat> I feel that well. Okay, I, and I think we I think we touched upon this the other day, Kristen, when we did the uh, the NXT uh, UK Takeover post show. Uh, I on my end, I don't feel that there's a lack of depth in the women's division in NXT UK. I find it's just they they're not giving the women a proper spotlight right now. They're not giving them the room to grow and to develop and make us care about the women because uh, once again they've fallen into this very naughty uh but yet very um predictable trap that wwe uh, does and that is to have one woman's feud be it be be it about the belt the title and everything around it sort of falls flat and doesn't have any real interest now they've started building Ginny versus um Isla Dawn to try and, and give Ginny some some airtime and position her as a contender for the belt because I think she's the next natural opponent for Tony Storm, regardless of whether you know about their history or not. Um, and if Piper were to come in, she'd just add another level to that. I mean, even even just against Nina Samuels, that would be some fantastic mm-hmm. stuff. That would be so, so good. There's so many great matches available there for her charlie morgan as well charlie morgan i'm terrified that she's going to be on she's going to be on the uh, c list of the division i really do mm-hmm. um but uh i hope not but regardless we're talking about we're talking about uh, viper uh and um you know she she uh, she's gold she's golden she's a she's a, a a title holder if she comes in as a baby face uh have her have her go smack the hell out of Rhea Ripley. It'd be fantastic, uh, regardless what they do with her. Yeah, and I, you know, with NXT UK, you're, I mean, we talked about it, you're right. It just feels like they're not utilizing the women there. So then, okay, so then do you add on more women if you're not using the women you have, right? Like, does then that division suffer? And then sort of segueing into the next question is then, well, these other promotions suffer that are losing because I mean now they've got contracts so are they going to suffer is stardom going to suffer because now you have WWE signings and you have AEW signings so will you know will those promotions suffer now stardom has uh, their depth is insane and they talent share with like pro wrestling Eve Mm -hmm. and British British Empire Wrestling and they they talent share with all sorts of places so you know what do you guys think? Do, Joe, do you think that other promotions are going to suffer because of this? I, I do. I mean, I, I got to be honest, you know, when I think about all the wrestlers, I like in stardom, all these wrestling, they're going to have the money and they're going to want to pluck all the talent from stardom and it's definitely going to hurt them. And, you know, it's, it's an investment to train wrestlers and to bring them up into a promotion. That's kind of how it, you know, Starship, this is the progression, you know, like Sardom, they train 
the wrestlers, they have them on their shows, they share the talent, and then, you know, they get plucked off by other promotions. I mean, we've seen WWE take a lot of their top stars, but they're still okay because it's just, you know, you know, one star, two stars a year. But if AEW comes in and starts, you know, taking a bunch, bunch more wrestlers, uh, you know, it makes me kind of nervous. I mean, I feel like, you know, there's a lot of talent out there. There's a lot of great wrestlers out there and, and they'll be okay, maybe, but it, it does scare me, honestly. Uh, rest, sleep easy tonight, Joe. Because, because I don't think there's much to be worried about. On See, I'm really of the opinion of, you know, because it seems to me we've had this discussion not too long ago regarding the British uh, promotions when NXT UK started locking down their talent, right? I, it's, it's a bit of a... Yes, okay, the big stars, the attractions that, that had you watching, let's say stardom, since we're talking about, uh, they, they, they'll be going away, let, they'll be snatched up. But there is an underbelly that still exists there. There's still talent that that is waiting for an opportunity to be able to, to rise up. And we're, in a, we're currently in a moment in history, in profession, as far as professional wrestling goes, where there has, there has never been this much offer and so many wrestlers out there. There's, there, there's an unprecedented amount of wrestling academies now. Now it's, it's not just you have to know the right person who will get you into a wrestling uh, school where, where they'll beat the hell out of you for six months before telling you all, oh, by the way, uh, what we do in the ring is all kayfabe, you know. Now it's like everyone goes in knowing what, what to expect. There's, there are so many promotions. There's so much talent, so many women waiting to chomp at the bit that they're just, it's just a question of, uh, it's just a question of who's going to be the next person or people to step up. I'm really not that worried. Yeah, you're right. In pro wrestling Eve, um, <clears throat> I mean, they're talking about women's wrestling champions. They're, they really, I mean, they pay, like women in other promotions because they just want there to be spots for women and they just opened up an academy. Um, you know, this? Yeah. They just opened up a, a school. Yep. And so, you know, there's always going to be, cause there's little girls right now that are probably in their living rooms practicing and there's always going to be that, that talent. It's just, you know, it's gotten to the point where some of these main rosters aren't really the opportunities that we want them to be for women. So I just don't want women who are like champions and other promotions and really being sold and really doing great things to go up and then fall into this like abyss Mm. of where we see them every once in a while, but not a lot. And so, you know, it's a question that we'll continue to look at and uh, you know, there's always moving parts and it's honestly, it's really cool to see some of these promotions working really well together. Uh, British and British empire wrestling who Tony storm kind of started off with. Yeah. They message me every time they send people to stardom and stuff just to announce it. And, and they're really it, proud of that because it's good for them. That's the thing. And let's not for like, it's only WWE that really shuts up about where their talents, their talent comes from. Cause otherwise everyone else is like, Oh, you know, the uh, so and so from uh, comes uh, has come to us from this promotion, and so it's good for them, you know. And yeah. most of these promotions know their—I uh, don't want to sound 
uh, too mean here, but they know their role in the chain. They they know if they're a if they're a farm system, you know that they're that they're feeding people up onto uh, up onto into bigger spheres, I guess, into bigger promotions. They know they know where they stand on that level. So you know this it's good and it's it, honestly it's it's so stimulating that it can be done with women's wrestlers at the same time i I think it's i think it's a good thing i really do think it's a good thing and and also one last point that i want to make here keep one thing in mind joe (laughs) i don't want to single joe out he's never he's never going to want to do this again no but (laughs) we should all keep one thing in mind that not every wrestler's dream is to be in wwe right? right there are some people i'd say most wrestlers probably do want to make it to the e because uh it's a lifelong dream for them or they just want to see well could i make it if i go there but i'm pretty sure if you were to run into uh zach saber jr he probably you know he maybe he's maybe that's not on the top of his uh, of his list maybe he'd be like nah you know what if i never set foot there again i'll be fine you know yeah and i've actually i interviewed jenny rose who you know, whenever I see a, a woman's wrestler who has fought like for a long time, and a lot of women who have been in WWE, mm-hmm. my question is: Is that something you want in your future? And she was like, "You know what? I'm kind of okay where I'm at. Like, I'm not in any rush to get up further from that." So, and the know, environment that's... is completely different at the same time. It's very, you know, it's very success oriented. You know, it's like, right. and and WWE has a very constrained vision of what success is whereas success for someone else could be success for one person isn't the same definition for someone else so it, it all depends what your fit is and uh and i really do believe i'm i'm convinced because i'm there are men's wrestlers out there who uh whose objective is not to reach wwe i'm convinced it's the same thing with uh, with some of the women you could probably i have i haven't talked to her but you could probably argue that tessa it's not up on tessa blanchard's uh, to do list right now. Well, no, she's doing fine without it. But uh, you know, we'll go ahead and get rolling into our next segment, quote yes. unquote. So you know, we obviously there's certain televised matches that we want to talk about. Um, again, this is going to be our uh, show like before Royal Rumble, so we can just go ahead and get started on some of that stuff. Woo! Um, <laughs> so now, so now we have a clear picture of the Royal Rumble card. And it is not what we expected. Uh, On Raw this week, this last week, uh, you know, Alexa Bliss had her debut episode of her show, A Moment of Bliss, or A Moment of Bliss, excuse me. And uh, Ronda Rousey was her first guest. And she asked Ronda, you know, who who do you want to see against you in that title fight? Who do you want to fight? And she gets all like Ronda-y, and gets all, you know, worked up and then says Sasha Banks. And then there's some other stuff that goes on. But, you know, what? <laughs> I did not expect this. Like, who honest, I have in my notes, like, who saw this coming? Bliss didn't. Like, Bliss was like, I thought you were going to say me. Um, so, okay. So now we have Banks and Rousey. Joe, do you think they're setting up Sasha Banks then to fail? Is that what they're doing? Uh, I mean, it's hard to see her winning, but I'm getting my hopes up just because you know, it's like, it's why hide it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's where, 
it's pretty transparent, honestly. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah, like, well, you know, I'm going to get these like, what if scenarios in my head. I think it's all about having them out there to have the match that I think they both really wanted to have this match. I mean, Rhonda doesn't really hide the fact that she really respects Banks, um, you know, in the ring, outside the ring, everything that comes with being one of the best, you know, wrestlers in the world. Um, I feel like it's setting up Sasha to succeed in a way because, I mean, look, win or lose, it's all about her going out there and having an amazing match with Ronda that gets everyone talking and shows WWE and shows the fans that Sasha can be every bit like the big superstar that Becky is right now. I mean, I really believe that Sasha can be at that level and she just needs a big moment for that to happen. And I think we're building up to that. Yeah, and I actually read an article. I totally forget where I read it, but they actually called Sasha Banks like the blue collar wrestler because she kind of she doesn't want to do total divas. She wants to focus just on the wrestling part of it, and she's she's doing everything she can to get better training wise. And so she's just that's what she wants to focus on. So they they labeled her the blue collar wrestler, and and that that's why there's so many Sasha Banks stands because she really is just amazing and they aren't using her properly so this does then become sort of an, a bigger stage for her of course I'd like to see her win I highly doubt it I'm not going to get my hopes up for it but you know I'm excited just to see the match because I know that Banks is going to make Rousey even that much better Warren what do you think absolutely <laughs> you get no arguments uh, out of me I know but I, I I actually hope that this um uh, I actually hope that this is something that Sasha will carry with her because I found, and understandably so, but I found that Sasha Banks has been extremely unmotivated over the past few months, maybe six to eight months. And this is highly understandable because clearly WWE didn't have an, a clue what to put her in, what to mm -hmm. do with her. Um, and, um, uh, you know, I find as good as she can get, I find she gets really pouty faced sometimes when she's, uh, when she's not, when things aren't going her way. And I, you know, I, I feel that, um, I feel that maybe they're also doing this like sort of to give her something high profile to do, put her in the ring with, with Ronda Rousey. And hopefully that'll reignite a spark because as much as I, as I like Sasha and how, uh, you know, how I still think about some of her past matches, even her her back and forth with Charlotte Flair two years ago. Um, man, she's she, she you know these days I wouldn't want to invite her to a party because I feel she'd just bring everyone down. Um, you know, my hope is that this. I mean, when I when I when it was announced, I thought, oh man, like is this how we get to the four horsewomen? Because that's looming. I mean, it's looming. We know what it is. And yeah. so I don't think it's going to happen for a while, but I'm, I'm okay with it. I um, think, I think they're, going to, they're setting this up for Nia Jax and Tamina to cost Sasha the belt in some way. They're going to keep Sasha looking strong. They obviously don't want Ronda. Ronda's not losing the title until WrestleMania, folks. That's just one thing. Um, but I really feel, I feel that they're setting this up Maybe not as much for the four, four horsewomen, but to get the uh, Boston Hug connection 
back into the uh, give them the feud that will carry them into the 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 the, the tag the, the women's tag division thing. Uh, that's what I think they're going to do. Yeah, and it, I mean, it kind of leads us. Okay, so then we have SmackDown, right? And now that is even clearer. So there's a triple threat match, looks oddly familiar, with uh, <laughs> Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, Carmella. And I think it's really funny that everyone thought Carmella was going to like, like turn down the dial on this match and make it like not as good. And then she brought it like it was really good. I don't know what what people's problem is with Carmella anymore. I don't either. The, it, it, and I don't know what you guys think, but Carmella, what, what she what she's done since losing the title or at least since SummerSlam is every time she's been in the ring, she's brought it. She's shown that she can wrestle if and she it, she's actually proved that her title reign, the way she wrestled, the way she acted during her title reign was WWE asking her to do that as opposed to letting her actually go out and have matches. You know what I mean? Right. And so, I mean, so then, you know, obviously that was a really good match and then Lynch wins and then everybody's like theory on the Royal Rumble collapses. So now the Lynch versus Rousey is looking like it's not going to happen. Um, so then, Joe, who do you think then? I mean, where do you see this going? Do you think do you think Lynch wins it? Who do you see winning the Rumble? Do you think it's Charlotte? It could be Charlotte. You know, maybe they set up like a triple threat for the SmackDown Women's Championship, or it could still be Becky. I mean, who knows? I'm not ruling out Becky winning the Rumble. I'm not <laughs> Becky doing doing anything at this point right. i mean she's the man <laughs> like the, the, right. minute, the minute i doubt her that's when she should come in and just swoop in and take everyone by storm i mean it does like, kind of throw a wrench in our plans but i think it was like the original match that was planned and then they scrapped it so then i guess they went back to it so yeah. they're they're figuring something maybe it's the triple threat i don't know i'm, I'm just excited for becky versus Oscar. yeah i mean this card is looking pretty good um you know the, the the Royal Rumble match itself, it's, it's 30 women. So, you know, like every, I love how they announce like, oh, this person, this woman's going to be in the match. Well, like how many women do you really have? It's like everyone's going to be in the match. Um, I like how they some. announce the women, but the guys get to announce that they're entering, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be in it. Yeah, that was the ongoing joke was like, okay, can I enter myself into the match? Is that how that works? But <laughs> Um, it, it's going to be really exciting and I can't wait then to do an episode after that. Cause I want to see where they're going with, I mean, if I had to pick, I'd, I'd pick Sasha and Becky to win. That would be like, Whoa, but I, I doubt it. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Oscar retains to be honest, but I, I hope Becky wins. Cause I just like everything she does. And I like how cocky she is with that belt around her shoulder. Like it looks really nice. Uh, also, that same weekend, we have NXT TakeOver Phoenix. Um, you know, Lacey Evans and Nikki Cross has been called up. Uh, but our title match for that is uh, Bianca Blair versus Shane Baszler. So my first question is, well, I guess, where do these call-ups fit? Where and where do you think they're going to go? Uh, I think Lacey Evans is going to go to Raw. And I think they keep Nikki on SmackDown. I think Nikki's a perfect fit for that. Uh, brand i think lacy fits a profile that works best on raw and as and if i come back to nikki for a second 
Uh, I really hope that they reunite her with Sanity as long as they have stuff for Sanity to do, though. <laughs> right. I, I kind of think if I'm WWE that I'm not going to put Cross with them just because I feel like she's had such a strong singles push. And she's already fought yeah. Becky Lynch. But but, um, but she was such she went you saw it when the when the SmackDown when when Sanity ended up on SmackDown she was the glue man when the when the three guys came out without her there was something missing. Uh, Joe, then like for you, I guess let's go to the title match. Belair versus Baszler. Who do you got? Do you think they're gonna let Baszler keep it? I feel like she's had it for quite a while now. I think Bianca Belair's gotta win. You gotta do it. I mean, you gotta do it. I mean, she's undefeated. It took her. Th- it took this long for William Regal to finally go. Hmm, yeah, let me give the undefeated wrestler a title opportunity. <laughs> let her fight for the opportunity too. She didn't just get the match. They That's true. They were in a fatal four way with some really good competitors. Right. Beat them, and she's like, and not only does she beat everyone, she outclasses them. Like. Yeah, the Lacey Evans outclass. I mean, in the outclasses, in not only like better than you, just stomps all over you, embarrasses you, you know, gets the crowd, you know, all kinds of fired up. I mean, you know, I, I think everyone made a lot out of these these chants during one of her matches. I, I could, you know, care less about that. You know, I really feel like everyone's really behind Bianca Belair. This is the time to pull the trigger. I feel like they could have done that with some other superstars in the past for NXT where like they had a title opportunity and they didn't, you know, they didn't go ahead and give that wrestler the title win. I don't think they should make the same mistake here with Bianca Belair. And I feel like if Shayna drops the title, you can just push her onto the main roster. And, you know, you were saying, right. The four horsewomen, four horsewomen angle. Right. Yeah. I mean, Blair is scary. She's one of those like I mean Baszler's scary, but I I'm I'm so a fangirl for Baszler. I'll, I'll announce that everywhere. I don't care. Um, I you know Blair like beware the hair. Like she just she'll kick you with your <laughs> like her hair. She'll knock you down with her hair. Like that's it's amazing. Um, we only got a couple minutes left here, but we'll just finish up with NXT UK. Uh, their takeover was yesterday. Uh, it was Rhea Ripley versus Tony Storm. I know me and uh, Warren have already talked about our thoughts on this match. Uh, Storm obviously wins. Joe, did you watch the match? And then what do you think about it, about Tony winning that? Yeah, I watched the match, and I was really happy Tony Storm won it. I was rooting so hard for it. She was, like, getting beat down. I was like, no. I was like, no, no, don't. I let Rhea Ripley win. I mean, I, I love Rhea Ripley. She's done such a great job. She really has been a huge breakout star, and she's such a good heel. But it was Tony's time, you know? And I'm just so excited for, like, the next feud she can have. Like, I mean, Warren was talking about it, right? Nina Samuels, Ginny, Killer Kelly, the new signings. Like, yeah. Jazzy. I mean, yeah. great feuds for her. Yeah, I think it's going to be – I'm really excited to see what they do with the women's division there because they roll deep. And I've said it once, and I'll say it a million times, that UK women's wrestling is where it's at, man. Laura Morrow, who will be on our next episode, from she's from Daily DDT. She helps out through the dirt sometimes. She was at Pro Wrestling Eve's show yesterday, and I have some like exclusives coming on that. Um, Charlie Evans called out Britt Baker and called out All Elite Wrestling, and like they're hardcore over there, man. They're they're good. They have some good stuff coming. Uh, but I'll wrap up this episode. Uh, 
I want to thank both of you for being on. You want some really good insights, got a lot to think about. Uh, next week, like I said, uh, Joe will not be with us, but Laura will. Warren probably will. I'm sure he will. He likes to talk. <laughs> He'll <laughs> probably be told. there. It's my gimmick. Uh, yeah. So let's go ahead and exit. Uh, Joe, why don't you tell people where they can find you and uh, if there's anything project-wise coming up you want to share. Oh, I'm kind of nervous about like, spilling on some of the projects because uh, <laughs> they take a lot to get into. But we're we're trying to do some really cool stuff on Daily DDT at Fansided DDT on Twitter. I just like hyping up the site because we got some great writers. I know Harmony Cox is going to have something up about All Elite Wrestling and some cool stuff about the promotion. She already had one piece about uh, women that they should sign, and I think there's a lot of great talent on the independent women's wrestling scene and they just need like the opportunity to have like that really big platform so hopefully AEW decides to get some people from there awesome uh, and then warren uh where can they find you and what are you doing well up? i do i do my 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 very own raw and recap shows over on uh, youtube.com slash mr warren hayes i do those every monday and tuesday night about a half hour after the end of each show I also, it's also available in, in podcast form on iTunes, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify. It's all there. Uh, and I'm also one of the numerous voices that contributes to FightfulSelect.com, the premium service to Fightful. So if you want to support Fightful and listen to more Warren Hayes, well, I do an, I do some 205 Live NXT, NXT UK recaps over there, as well as some retro pay-per-view stuff. It's a lot of fun, so go check that out. That's where you can find me. Otherwise, on Twitter at Mr. Warren Hayes, everything I do goes through there. Okay. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Kristen Ashley. Uh, this podcast, The Division, will be uh, on Fightful. Um, you can find my stuff on um, all these sites. Fightful, Divider, Daily DDT. Uh, all three sites work pretty closely together to make sure that women's wrestling is always a big push because it is uh one of our one of our number one priorities uh thanks everybody for listening and i will see you in a couple weeks this is the story of the one as a maintenance engineer he hears things differently to the untrained ear everything on his shop floor might sound fine but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping so he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand and he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.